It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the penultimate edition of the draft run here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti with you on the next to last day before we finally, or actually I should say the, the day before the start of the NFL draft because tomorrow is the big day. It feels like it feels like Christmas is almost here, right? It's it's uh, the eve of the draft. All the rumblings, all the rumors are going to come to an end. We're finally going to have players to actually talk about on teams instead of speculating. You know, not not that the speculating isn't fun, but I'm ready to just finally peg these players to teams and start start diving into these into these draft classes and who the Panthers actually take. So uh, we got a you know report we saw from Ian Rappaport. We'll we'll touch on that, and it's really not a surprise what what the report is given uh, where in the in the draft process we are. But we'll get into that, and then we'll look at the final group of uh, prospects that we haven't touched on here in the uh, in the in the draft previews. Here we'll look at the defensive backs. So we'll. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so, of course, I want to. We'll start quick with Ian Rappaport's report from earlier today, and that is again one that really shouldn't be much of a surprise to anyone. It's that the Panthers are reportedly interested in trading down. I know, shocking, right? Like g- gasp. The Panthers want to trade down. You know, we've only talked about that for weeks on end now as as a possibility. Uh, but the full tweet from Ian Rappaport said. In the top 10, there will be ample opportunities to move. I'm told the Panthers are among the teams open to sliding back a few spots if someone came up for a quarterback or a tackle or a cornerback. They are currently at number 7. Should be some action early. And, you know, just to preface this too, uh, just with today, the Panthers aren't the only team in the top 10 that were reported to be potentially trading down. They also... There was also a report today saying the team right behind the Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals, sitting at number eight, are also open to trading down. And that kind of makes sense, too, because, remember, the Cardinals now don't have a second-round pick. They traded it for DeAndre Hopkins, which, I mean, you know, that's obviously great value. Effectively use your second-round pick to take DeAndre Hopkins. I think any team would would want to do that. But uh, the the Cardinals don't have a second-round pick. I, I think... They also don't have a fifth-round pick in this draft as well because uh, the Cardinals also, if you recall, in last year's supplemental draft, they used a uh, fifth-round pick on Jalen Thompson. So I don't think they have. I don't think they have a, a fifth-round pick. Uh, looking real quick here, they have a first, a third. Two picks in the fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. So yeah, no picks in the fifth because again they forfeited it in the supplemental draft. So the Cardinals are sitting with six picks. The Panthers are sitting with eight with uh, eight picks. So that could be kind of a sweet spot in in terms of trading up. We've also touched on um, 
you know, the Detroit Lions, we know they're, they've been rumored to be looking to trade down. Uh, the New York Giants at number four are a trade down possibility. The Jaguars could be a sleeper to trade down. I mean, just about every team is open to trading down in the top. I mean, at least half the teams in the top 10 seem like they're willing to, to trade down. You're, you're almost better off finding the teams that probably aren't going to trade down. Uh, that starts with the first two picks. I mean, at this point, we know Cincinnati's taken Joe Burrow, and we know Washington has probably taken Chase Young. But then number three is where things could in, could get interesting. But Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So so going back to the Panthers here, like I said, it really shouldn't be much of a surprise. We, we've talked about the possibility of the Panthers trading back for a while. We've talked about getting all the draft capital that they could probably want and just being able to acquire as much talent as possible. And um, we, we've touched on a few teams that are that are trade candidates for the Carolina Panthers. You look at uh, the New York Jets at number 11. Could be possible if they want to trade up to ensure they get one of the offensive tackles. You're looking at maybe the Raiders, if they want to spring from number 12 to get one of the top players, whether they want to ensure they get a receiver, though I think they could probably get one of the top guys just by sitting at number 12. Um but you can't count them out as a possibility. Uh, Tampa Bay, we've we've touched on Tampa Bay numerous times as as a trade candidate because I, I think it feels like they're ready to make a move up for one of these offensive tackles because they're pretty much going all in at this point for you know for these next two years now that they have Tom Brady and of course oh by the way now they have Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I mean all of a sudden. We we saw the news yesterday that Gronk apparently wants to come back and wants to play with Tom Brady, and the Patriots were able to swing a deal. They they ship Gronkowski and a seventh round pick to the Buccaneers for a fourth round pick. So so they get a, they get a fourth round pick. I mean yeah they they traded a seventh, but they pick up a fourth round pick for a guy that wasn't even going to play for them this year. So I'd say that's pretty good value. So now that's just more more ammunition for the Buccaneers to really get aggressive in this draft and really go after one of those top four offensive tackles. And, you know, if they don't have a problem making an in-division trade, like I said, I, th- I, think that's a, I-, I think that's a good combination to look at for – a first round trade. The Buccaneers moving from fifteen to or from fourteen to seven to ensure that they get one of those guys. Because by the time pick seven comes around when the Panthers are on the clock, I think at most you're probably looking at two offensive tackles off the board. I, I think the Giants are looking at are probably gonna take one. Pro I would guess Jedrick Wills and um I, I will say this. I I will have my 
I will talk about my final mock tomorrow and, and the Panthers picks, but I think Giants. I think the Giants are going to take uh, Jedrick Wills. Now, again, the, you know it is possible that Miami could take a tackle at five. L.A. could take a tackle at six, though I don't think both of them. Though I think at least one of them is taking a quarterback. So I would say at most um, two offensive tackles are going to be off the board by the time the Panthers are on the clock. And the Buccaneers, you know, depending on how they feel the draft could shake out, maybe they feel they have to jump in front of some of these other teams to get a tackle. Maybe they feel... They have to get ahead of the Jets and have to get ahead of the Browns and even the Cardinals at number eight. So seven for a team like the Buccaneers could be that sweet spot for them to get a tackle. So keep an eye out on there, on on that trade possibility. Also keep an eye out for Denver at 15. Denver, we know they've been kind of pegged to a wide receiver, particularly Henry Ruggs as have a team like the Philadelphia Eagles now, too. So I think you're going to see a couple of teams make a move up or try to make a move up for one of those wide receivers. So Denver at 15 could be a possibility uh, if if they want to ensure that they get rugs or one of those receivers. And then sticking with the in-division, again, if if these teams are, are pretty content with making trades in division, Atlanta at 16 could be a possibility because there have been the rumors swirling there as well that Atlanta is going to try to get into the top 10 for most likely C.J. Henderson. You know, I think it's possible Henderson could last till 16, but if they want to ensure that they get him, they they might make a move up. So those are three possibilities, I think, that the Panthers could trade down with. And then, you know, if we're really going to start making moves here, I think you could be looking at Philadelphia 21. Like I said, with Denver, you're you're probably looking at a receiver there. And then maybe New England at 23 if they want to make a bold move for one of the quarterbacks. So I think it'd be really... They might be more of of a long shot, but if the Panthers... The Panthers are able to swing a deal there. I mean, you're looking at uh, obviously a lot more value. You're coming back in return. I mean, let's take let's take Philadelphia for example, and we're using the uh, the Rich Hill trade value chart because that seems to be more of a um, more of an accurate representation of the pick values and more of a you know with the times rather than the Jimmy Johnson model, which has kind of become a little outdated. So if we use the Rich Hill model and we look at a team like Philadelphia, we're looking at uh, pick 21 for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's worth 261 points on this chart. Okay, 261. Carolina sitting at number 7, their pick is worth 426 points. Now keep in mind, uh, the highest pick... Or the, the highest value on this chart is a thousand points. You know, so it's again, it's a, it's different than the Jimmy Johnson model, where the number one pick was worth three thousand points. This, this is where a thousand points is the number one pick. But again, I think it's more, um, representing the times rather than the old Jimmy Johnson model. So Carolina at four twenty six, Philadelphia two sixty one. So you've got about one hundred sixty five points of making up to do if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, 
Philadelphia's second round pick is number 53. That's worth 106 points. So you're still probably, so you're still going to need some more uh, to move up there because that now brings your total to uh, 367. So you're still about 60 points shy. And then the Eagles' next pick isn't until 103. That's the compensatory pick they got from Nick Foles. Their original third round pick was 85, but that got traded to the Detroit Lions, I think, in the, um, I, be- I believe that was the the Golden Tate trade. It might have been a different trade, but I know Detroit has Philadelphia's third round pick. So you're in a position, the, the Eagles are in a position now, if they're going to make this move, if, if the Panthers want to dance with the Eagles, you're looking at a pick in, in next year's draft because the Eagles aren't going to bundle all these picks. I mean, they've only got uh, seven themselves. If I'm looking at this right, yeah. They've got their first, their second, a third. They do have three picks in the fourth, but those three picks combined only equal about 44 points. So, I mean, unless unless you want to take a second and all three of their fourths, which I don't know if the Eagles are going to do, you're probably looking at a pick next year, either their second-round pick or maybe even their first-round pick. You know, this is – and I've t- touched on this – on Twitter once too. If the Eagles and Panthers want to make a move, you could be looking at 21, 53, 21 and 53 this year and the Eagles first round pick next year. I mean, I think would have to take the Eagles first if they're going to move up 14 picks. And then same with New England. You know, they make a deal with those teams. You very well could be getting a first round pick in next year's draft. So uh, looking at... If we look at New England's picks now on the draft, the draft chart, and try to figure out where uh, where they stand, so New England is sitting at twenty three right now, so that's two hundred forty five points. So it's about sixteen more points of gap from where the Eagles are sitting at twenty one, and the difference here with the Patriots is that they do not have a second round pick. Remember, they traded that to Atlanta for Mohamed Sanu. And Atlanta has subsequently traded that pick uh, to Baltimore. So uh, New England does not have a second-round pick, so their next pick isn't until uh, pick 87, which is worth 48 points. Now, they do have three third-round picks, but it's probably going to... This is another situation where, again, I think it's going to take New England's first-round pick, especially if they're coming up for a quarterback and knowing the demand there. I mean, you're going from 23 to 7, so you're going 16 spots. If they can do a deal with the Patriots and they can get their first-round pick, I think the Panthers have to come away very happy with that. Yeah, the sunken cost, of course, would be, or the opportunity cost would be Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, Isaiah Simmons. Um, you're probably missing out on some of the receivers, some of the, the, the offensive linemen, though I don't think they're really going to consider them much anyway. But... I think you're still in a position where you can get maybe one of the linebackers. You know, Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, you can get one of those guys. You can get possibly, um, you know, if you want to get a receiver. If they do want to trade down that far and get a receiver. Maybe you get a guy like Justin Jefferson or um, or Denzel Mims or Jalen Rager or whatever, whatever receiver you fancy. 
Or maybe they go after one of the Edge guys. Yitor Gross Matos, um, Zach Bond, a lot of those guys. Or even one of the safeties. You know, you could slide back to 23, and I think you'll still have your pick of some of the safeties. Whether you whether you want Xavier McKinney or whether you want uh, Antoine Winfield. I think all those guys are still in play, even if you trade back to to seven or to twenty three. Um, you know, we we've touched a little bit on trading back with Tampa Bay too. I think they would at least get Tampa's second round pick. Now, if they let's say they want to swing a deal with the Atlanta Falcons at sixteen, Carolina again sitting at four twenty six, Atlanta at three oh five. So that's about one hundred and twenty points that they have to make up Atlanta's second round pick is worth 124. So maybe the Falcons just, you know, it'll probably take more, but I think you would, you can at least start with Atlanta's second round pick, which is number 47, you know, so maybe swing that and then maybe a later round pick or maybe say a second round pick in next year's draft to get the Falcons from 16 to seven. So, you know, just a couple of couple of scenarios, I think, to keep in mind. A couple of uh, trade-back possibilities. And, again, it could come down to, you know, maybe some of these teams are calling multiple teams at once, trying to find the best offer they can get. You know, because the way it sounds, if, if we were to believe these rumors, uh, Carolina is not the only team in that area that's looking to trade down again. The, the rumor today is that Arizona at eight is also looking to potentially trade down again, especially since they do not have a second round pick. So they, they might be looking to, to move that as well. And in San Francisco, I think we feel good about them. And even Schefter reported the other day, they might look to trade both of their first round picks because they don't have any picks in rounds two, three, or four, you know, after, after they have their two first-round picks, San Francisco does not pick again until 156 in the fifth round. And they've only got seven picks total. So they're another trade-down candidate. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. And again, it's just a matter of... Obviously, the biggest factor is how the board falls, too. You know, if uh, if some of these quarterbacks start going early, then the, the price of the pick goes up. You know, if, uh, like, we expect Burrow to go number one. What if, say, Miami and L.A. both, uh, both take a quarterback? And then really the only likely first-round quarterback available would be Jordan Love, and now some of these teams start fighting over here. Or fighting over him. Well, now the the price of that pick is going to go way up, and it's, it becomes a matter of are these teams willing to pay that price? Are they willing to sit back and hope for the best? You know, a, a, a lot of factors in, in play here. But like I said, this is these are just a couple of scenarios I, th- I think to keep in mind. But they seem like th- those five teams are probably the most likely trade up candidates. For, uh, or at least trade partners with the Carolina Panthers at 7. Again, I think we're talking the Jets at 11 are a possibility, the Broncos at 15, or the, the Buccaneers at 14, the Broncos at 15, the Falcons, so actually six teams. The Jets at 11, 
Bucks at 14, the Broncos at 15, Falcons at 16, and then um, possibly the Eagles at 21 and the Patriots at 23. Though I think I would say the Patriots are probably a little more likely than the Eagles at 21. Again, especially if the quarterbacks start to dry up a bit, because the Eagles might afford to might be able to afford to wait a bit uh, if they want to trade up for a quarterback. I could see the Eagles moving up to. And, and I saw Ben Solak do this in his final mock. The Eagles could tri- could wait to see what receivers are available at 13 and then try to swing a deal with the 49ers there uh, to get one of those guys. But again, I, I think Tampa and Denver and Atlanta probably seem like the three most likely candidates because Tampa's going to fire up for one of those offensive tackles. Denver might want to ensure they get one of the top receivers. And Atlanta, again, it's been reported that they could be eyeing C.J. Henderson, or maybe they trade up to ensure they get either uh, Javon Kinlaw or Kalevon Chason. So it'll be really interesting to see what th- those three teams do and if the Panthers are able to find a dance partner in any of those three. So one more day until we finally finally get answers to all this. So uh, we're almost there, guys. We could see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Uh, So before I kind of wrap things up here, like I said, I did want to touch on the cornerbacks as the uh, the final position group that we want to go on. So we'll just kind of skim through these quick. Um, The top of the list, of course, is Jeffrey Okuda. Now, again, with Jeffrey Okuda, there is still that possibility that he could slide down to seven to the Panthers. I think that definitely depends on what the Lions do at number three. Are they able to swing a deal with either the or the uh, the Dolphins or the Chargers for one of those quarterbacks. I still believe, my gut right now says that the, the Lions are not going to get any suitors or they're not going to get a deal they want, and they're going to ultimately stay at number three and ultimately take Jeffrey Okuda. Now, could they surprise us and take somebody else? Sure. Isaiah Simmons is a possibility there. Um, Derek Brown is a possibility, and we've touched on this too. You know, so it's possible that Jeffrey Okuda slides, but I wouldn't exactly hold my breath on it. There was a rumor not too long ago that the Panthers were eyeing C.J. Henderson with the seventh pick. And that was certainly met with some mixed reactions, to say the least. There were some people that definitely had some animosity about the Panthers taking Henderson at number seven, but... The, the possibility is at least there. I think we have to at least keep it in mind. Uh, but then you're getting into guys like... And going back to what I said before, with uh, if they potentially hook up with the Patriots and make that deal, then you could be looking at guys like Christian Fulton out of LSU, Jeff Gladney. I think Jeff Gladney would be a real nice fit for Carolina. I th- I think that he would have to be, if he's available at 23, 
got to like the possibility of Gladney there uh, in Carolina. Uh, AJ Terrell could be possible, but uh, there's been more people trying to build some fire on Terrell being the pick at 19 to the Raiders. So we'll see if that happens. And then you start getting into the guys that could be available in round two. And remember, we, we touched on these a couple of weeks ago. So just kind of running through them again. Uh, Damon Arnett out of Ohio State. We talked about my draft crush in Noah Igbenogany. Uh, really excited to see where he lands. Trevon Diggs of Alabama. Of course, the brother of Stephon Diggs. Bryce Hall of Virginia. Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson could sneak into the first round. I've, I've seen some mock drafts where he where he sneaks into the first round. So really intrigued where he ends up. So he might not even be there in round two for for the Panthers. So it'll be really interesting to see. But I, I think a bunch of these guys are definitely round two options here. And then maybe they wait. You know, if they don't hit the, the position in the first two rounds, then you could be looking at guys like Darnay Holmes out of UCLA, Cameron Dantzler of Mississippi State. And then kind of going further down the line, you've got Amik Robertson of uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, Michael Ojemudia of Iowa, Troy Pride of Notre Dame. Thought had a really good week at the Senior Bowl. Reggie Robinson out of Tulsa, a uh, real nice kid. Saw him at the Senior Bowl as well, too. He's a, he's a bit of a sleeper as well, too, so I would keep an eye on him. Uh, Harrison Hands. Look, we, uh, we we talked about Harrison Hand briefly, uh, especially when we talked about one of Kyle Krabs' mock drafts. I mean, you know, you, you have to you have to obviously consider the, the Temple connection here, uh, especially with the signing the Panthers just made. I mean, they just signed a, a tight end from the XFL who went to school at Temple. So, look, that, that Temple connection at this point cannot be overstated with this Panthers team with this draft. So Harrison Hand very well could be a late-round pick here. Uh, Trajan Bandy in Miami, Josiah Scott, Michigan State, Dane Jackson. Other than guys like Troy Pride and uh, Darnay Holmes, I think one of the corners that really made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl was Dane Jackson. You know, and I think he's a guy that uh, could do could do pretty well in the nickel. I mean, he's about six feet one eighty, um, but I thought he looked pretty athletic, so. He's a. I think he could be a day three sleeper, and then you know your your late round guys, guys like uh, Javaris Davis of Auburn, Isang uh, Bassi of Wake Forest, Kendall Vilder, uh, Georgia Southern, Lamar Jackson of Nebraska, AJ Green, Oklahoma State, Lavert Hill, uh, or Lamar Jackson of Nebraska, AJ Green, Oklahoma State, Lavert Hill, Michigan, and then um, you know kind of getting down from there. Uh, Stanford Samuels III, though, is another name that just scrolling through the list I've seen as kind of a bit of a sleeper option as well out of Florida State. So, uh, those, I mean, those are at least the cornerbacks. And then, of course, safety is another position they could be targeting. And like we talked about before, Xavier McKinney and Antoine Winfield could be two of the guys you're looking at if you decide to make that trade down to 23. And... um and then you're looking at guys like uh, Grant Delpit probably in round two. Now, you know, obviously, it, it feels like no team or no player kind of had his draft stock hurt a bit by having more eyes on him than Grant Delpit. I mean, look, at, at this time, 
it felt like around what summer of last year when we were really starting to look at 2020 prospects or started looking at some of these early mocks like in the summer and uh, early fall Grant Delpit was being we were talking about Grant Delpit as a top 15 pick and even when the Panthers were projected to get into the top 10 we were still potentially talking about Grant Delpit as the pick there and now he's probably going to fall out of round two because a lot of people are worried about his tackling and some questioned his effort last season. But round two could be, uh, again, he's another option, I think, in round two. If um, if they feel they can work with him and in- improve his tackling and things like that. So there's those guys. And then you've got uh, you know Ashton Davis of Cal, uh, Kayvon Wallace of Clemson, two interesting guys. But then you've got the two small school guys that we we've touched on a number of times that I just really like their play. And um, these two guys just seem really hungry to get at it. And that of course is Jeremy Chin of Southern Illinois and Kyle Duggar of Lenore Ryan. And we've talked about Jeremy Chin as the kind of discount Isaiah Simmons and that, you know, Chin is also kind of that positionless player like Isaiah Simmons, but Chin is more of a, raw type rather than Isaiah Simmons. So he's going to be available there or he, he could be available there in round two. And, you know, I, I think both of these guys could be really interesting fits with the Panthers uh, if they bring them in. And then as you're going down the list, you got Terrell Burgess of Utah, Aloe Gilman of Notre Dame, Geno Stone of Iowa, uh, Brandon Jones of Texas, Antoine Brooks of Maryland, Julian Blackman of Utah is, uh, you know, if, if he can get his medicals checked out, he's a very athletic player. Look, he he was one of the he was one of the leaders, without a doubt, of that Utah defense last season. Not just the secondary, but I think that entire defense. And um, even until I think I was talking to Terrell Burgess about this, and he just kind of talked about how much it, it really hurt the team when Blackman went down in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon. But you could tell he was he's athletic, he flies around, so if he can, like you said, if he can get his uh, his medicals cleared out, I think he's going to be a real nice value and, and kind of a steal for somebody. And then uh, Jalen Elliott of Notre Dame, J.R. Reed of Georgia, Tanner Muse of Clemson, uh, Shaheem Carter, Alabama, Miles Dorn, of North Carolina. So again, some interesting, you know, sleeper options that need some developing and can give you some special teams value. So it's just a lot to consider up and down the board at these positions. But um, that's kind of the, and then I'll show some love too to guys like uh, uh, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship and uh, Tyler Bass. Uh, two of the kickers, and then Steve Wardle, the long snapper. <laughs> so shout uh, a little bit of love to some of the special teamers in this draft as well. I mean, you know, Tyler Bass could get drafted. We'll see. We we could. We'll probably see a, a kicker or two drafted. Might see a punter, and again, might even see a long snapper drafted here. So, but that's kind of the rundown of all the positions. So, at this point, all that's left to do is. Kind of wrap everything up tomorrow, and that's what we'll do. Like I said, I have my final mock ready, so I'll run through some of the Panthers' picks that I made there, 
and then I'll run through uh, my first round mock. And then that's it. The draft preview will be over. We'll have a player to actually talk about on Friday. And then, of course, we'll prepare for uh, days two and three. Uh, so that's kind of what's coming up here. Tomorrow will be one last preview uh, to wrap everything up. Friday, we'll recap what the Panthers did in round one and look ahead to rounds two and three. And then really um, look ahead to the rest of the draft. And then Monday, we'll recap everything and start putting a, a bow on the 2020 draft cycle and start looking ahead to the 2020 regular season and possibly even the 2021 draft cycle. So lots still coming up here, but the ride is almost over in terms of the 2020 draft cycle. But I hope you guys are as excited as I am to finally talk about a player and I'm, I'm ready to go too. So on that note, as always, appreciate your support. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, really, this entire draft cycle. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And then, of course, the podcast is on just about any uh, just about any streaming service <laughs> that that is out there. If, it, if it's out there, we're, this podcast is pretty much on it. So... I'm out of here. Have yourselves a good rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow for the final round one preview show here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until next time, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.